0: to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you are having a wonderful start to your Friday. The weekend is here and we've completed nearly a week of spring training games. And what are some, you know, fun things that we've seen so far in spring training? We're going to look at that and much more in today's episode of the Daily Hammer. Of course, you can find the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power podcast, and the Road to Atlanta podcast all at BatteryPower.com, at BatteryPowerSBN, across all forms of social media, and free on all podcast platforms. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be for free. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at StatsSAC on Twitter. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And that comes via spring training. As you know, not a lot of news out there right now about the Braves, but there are a lot of intriguing individuals that continue to perform and some perform well for the Braves when it comes to spring training games. Now, some of the more major stories, obviously, are awaiting news updates, injury updates on, you know, for instance, Kyle Wright and Mike Soroka. Uh, there were Michael Soroka. There were so, there were some um, encouraging news when it came to Michael Soroka. Yes, he's not returned to the mound as of yet, but as of this morning, you know, he did mention that he's kept up work with his arm. You know, he mentioned that there's no need to rush anything. His plan is to hopefully get back on the mound at some point in the near future. But the whole key is is that Michael Soroka is at least doing work. So his injury is not preventing him from doing anything. He's doing work. He, he's remaining active. And he's looking to get back on the mound soon to hopefully be able to put some good showings together to where he might be able to put together a few spring starts and could remain in play for opening day. But another player from the Braves pitching depth that had been mentioned, you know, is, is, you know, starting pitching depth, you know, in the case that injuries just were to take an impact this spring was the newly reacquired Kobe Allard. Now, you know, obviously for those who might remember Kobe Allard, he was one of the big names of the Braves, you know, starting pitching the the amazing, you know, amount of prospect depth the Braves had in the middle of last decade. And eventually Colby Aller, due to struggles at both the major and minor league level, he was wound up being traded for Chris Martin to the Texas Rangers. Well the Braves reacquired Allard earlier this um, offseason in exchange for Jaco Rizzi, And the Braves, you know, though Allard certainly is, is you know, not considered the prospect that he once was, he definitely has had his struggles at the major league level. The Braves brought him back, looking at him potentially being as someone that, while he'll do most of his work is at AAA A. In a pinch, could be someone that could start for the Braves if it was needed. And so far this spring, Allard has actually been, you know, the at least the most productive pitcher for the Braves, you know, outside, obviously, of the, you know, one start so far for Max Reed and the one appearance for Spencer Strider. But Colby Allard right now with the 1.80 ERA through two starts, um, he's doing a very good job avoiding avoiding hard contact. You know, some of the, you know, hits against him that have occurred, you know, have been, you know, of the, you know, weak variety, you know, other things, uh, you know, came into play when it came to, you know, those that have hit him. So far this spring, but though it's a small sample size, it's an encouraging sample size to see. And when you've already seen the struggles of Ian Anderson, Bryce Elder, and the injury concerns to Mike Soroka and Kyle Wright, seeing Colby Allard perform the level that he is, is at the very least encouraging because it does give the Braves another option to consider, even if it may be for a start or two, once the regular season occurs. Now, don't get me wrong. The Braves certainly, and in my opinion, they likely would like for others to emerge as being clear options for the starting rotation outside of Colby Allard. They likely do not want to use Allard unless it's absolutely necessary. But as the spring continues on, and if Elder and Anderson were to continue to be ineffective, if Soroka and Wright were to continue to be a bit behind schedule than anticipated, it's at least nice to know that Allard is putting together some good work to where he could be an option if the Braves absolutely have to use him at the start of the season. Another encouraging sign is that yesterday, Dylan Dodd, who we had talked about, you know, being among the Braves' top prospects, he looked good in his first appearance of spring. He looked good in his second appearance yesterday. So as we discussed in the last episode of the Hammer, the Braves are showing encouraging signs when it comes to the depth that they have for the starting pitching. Again, the preferred primary options that the Braves have outside of Max Freed and outside of of, um, Spencer Strider, talking about Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, uh, Michael Soroka, as well as Ian Anderson, that's who you really want to see have success over the next few weeks, but if those four pitchers that I mentioned, if you're not hearing much from them in terms of, you know, appearances or, you know, know, in a positive light, it's at least nice to know that the backup options that you have, they are at the very least performing well. And the key for the Braves is to continue giving opportunities to Allard and Elder and Dodd and Schuster and others to allow for them to continue to put work together to where in the meantime, they've at least got that depth pitching well while they're waiting for their other primary options to get going. And a 60 victory over the Mets yesterday was a nice to see it happen. It was nice to get it done against obviously a division rival, but you have to feel that the Braves are at least, you know, intrigued, they're encouraged to see the fact that the starting pitching depth, especially from the left-handed side, it's getting the job done so far this spring. And the hope is is that as Allard and Dodd and others continue to do well, you start to see more primary options get to do well. And that's starting with Michael Soroka, Kyle Wright, and others getting on the mound for the first time this spring. So while a lot of the attention on the Braves so far in spring training has been on the pitching side of things, of course, with that being the area where, you know, the really the only injury concerns we've seen so far have occurred. There's also been some intriguing names that have performed well so far in spring training, obviously offensively and and, in the field. You know, in particular, those names that the Braves are likely going to have to rely upon when it comes to the shortstop left field and designated hitter positions. Now, one thing that certainly has, has caught the eye of many is, you know, how, you know, the Braves have utilized Marcelo Zuna so far this spring. Marcelo Zuna came into camp, you know, obviously there were some comments about, you know, the, the incidents that have occurred in recent years. The Braves have mainly been using Ozuna as their middle of the order bat when they run out their minor league or depth lineup so far this spring training. But Brian Snicker left very little to speculation in comments that he made yesterday and mentioning that Marcelo Zuna is going to be a part of this team. There had been plenty of speculation, and rightfully so, With, you know, the incidents that have occurred, the fact that Ozuna has not been productive at all, you know, really when he's been at the plate, there was speculation. And we know that the Braves tried to find a way to move on from Ozuna at the trade deadline last year, that the Braves will potentially move on even just eating the remaining, you know, part of the contract that Ozuna has, looking to move on from him this offseason. But that does not appear to be the case anymore. It it definitely seems as if the Braves are focused on Ozuna being a part of this roster moving into the 2023 season. So, of course, he has gotten his at-bats at spring training, but We've also seen some encouraging signs from many of the other options that are out there to fill the needed positions for the Braves. Let's start with Vaughn Grissom, who has been absolutely incredible so far this spring training at the plate, you know, getting productive outs, obviously consistently putting the bat on the ball, showing some good base running instincts as well. He hasn't had any, you know, really standout negative plays at shortstop. Von Grissom has more than showed, and especially when we talk about his potential on offense, he showed that he can make a positive contribution if he is going to be the starting shortstop for the Braves, and there's nothing right now that suggests anything else is going to be the case, so he, of all the players you could think on the Braves right now, that you really wanted to see have a good start to spring training, Vaughn Grissom had to be near the top of of that list because the Braves can get significant offensive contributions from him from the shortstop position at the bottom of their order that obviously validates their decision to move on with him as their shortstop going into the 2023 season. But it's not just a shortstop position where we likely knew that Von Grissom was going to be the option. It's also the left field position. And and namely beyond that, you know that you've got Ronald Acuna, four spots in the lineup, or excuse me, five spots in the lineup the Braves, you know, have, you know, potential, um, you know, options to choose from when it comes to those five spots. When I mentioned that, I'm talking about the three outfield positions, the DH position, and the shortstop position. Much of that has been discussed. Now, you know, in two of those positions, Ronald Acuna Jr. and Michael Harris II, they're going to be in those. So that's not for speculation, but the depth to back them up. Is certainly something that has been talked about. Because you may need to you may need to give Ronald the occasional off day or put him at DH, you know, as he continues to really work himself back to full form. You may want to give Michael Harris a day off against um a, a tough left-hander. So a platoon option that could play center may make sense. And then of course you've got the left field and DH positions that you need to build on a consistent basis. It's likely Eddie Rosario will feel that left field position against right-handers especially, but is he more suited to be a DH and you put a more defensive, you know, v- valued player out in left field against, right, against right-handers? against right Those are the different options that the Braves seem to be looking at. Instead of a singular player feeling especially the left field and DH positions, it looks like that the Braves are looking together to put the best skill sets in a group together that at least at the beginning of the season, they can utilize in different ways. For instance, we talk about Marcelo Zuna. He did play some left field last year. He probably is going to be one of the options the Braves are going to use at DH to start the season. I mentioned Eddie Rosario as an option um, uh, when it comes to right-handers, playing left field against right-handers. But, Beyond that, what about when it comes to facing left-handers? The Braves did sign Jordan Luplow to be kind of that platoon partner with Eddie Rosario. Luplow has been dealing with a bit of an injury himself. But a couple of other players who have looked very good so far this spring are both um, Kevin Pillar, who the Braves have here as a non-roster invitee, and Eli White, who is on the 40-man roster. Eli White hit a home run yesterday. If White, and and there's been, you know, talk about the fact that White has been adjusting his swing in spring training to be able to add more power to his repertoire. If White could be some, if White could add power, if he can hit the ball harder at the plate, you add that to the speed and the defense that many across Major League Baseball already know that he can provide. He did it last year in the short stints that he played. Then you've got a very good utility bench player that you could use all across the outfield and even potentially at DH in the right situation because of what he can do on the base pass and hopefully what he can do at the plate. So, and there's also Sam Hilliard and, and and you know, others. The point that I'm getting at is, is that, you know, there's an old saying is that if you have two or three Different options to fill a spot, then you really don't have a true option to fill that spot. You've heard that saying more, you know, in, in football, especially here in the South. I believe that Steve Spurrier is is uh, you know the one that I uh, mentioned that before about having a quarterback by committee. But while the Braves may be going into the spring, and now looking to go into the start of the 2023 season and having a committee approach, especially at DH and left field and in their back um, backup outfield positions, they'll look to have, you know, three or four guys on the roster that they can utilize in those positions in different situations that may not necessarily be a bad thing because Of the guys that you have in place, you've got different skill sets you can utilize. You know, the potential at the plate of Ozuna, you know, still remains more than likely, though it hasn't shown up over the past few years. The versatility, defense, and speed of um, Eli White. You know, we know that Kevin Pillar, if he were to make the team, he's had, you know, some very good, you know, marks defensively. You know, he probably would be mainly used in left field. But, you know, Jordan Luplau, he showed very good, you know, uh, plate production in the past against left-handers. So the point is, is that, again, like the pitching... If the primary options for the Braves right now are are going through injuries, going through ineffectiveness, it's at least encouraging that that second level of starting pitching production is showing good outings when they're on the field. Well, that's the same thing in this situation when it comes to the DH and left field and backup outfield positions for the Braves. Though there's not one singular person who's going to fill that left field spot or fill that DH spot, it's good to know that of the option the Braves are considering, Several of them are having good starts so far to the spring. And I'll particularly say I'm very, very intrigued by Eli White. If he's someone, again, who could put the bat on the ball more consistently and do it with more authority, then you've got a skill set with the new rules that are coming into place. You've got a skill set, and when we know how much the Braves value defense, Eli White is a player that could really, really add some value for the Braves. I'm not saying that he's someone that's going to turn into the every everyday left fielder and you've got someone who will you know be a four you know FR um you know win, win player this season that's not what i'm saying at all but i will say that there he's the type of player that can add something of positive value whenever he's in the game and if his hitting has improved from last year that can prove to be even more of the case so again I know that many, you know, there's still those, you know, fans of other teams mainly who will mention that the Braves have not addressed, you know, some of their biggest needs from the offseason. The thing is, though, is that the way that the Braves went about doing it, a more of a committee approach then really, you know, spending significant assets to get a singular person, they're looking to see what they could do with that committee approach. And so far, the options that they're considering, they're showing the production that could allow for the Braves to utilize, you know, multiple options as a backup outfielder, left fielder, and DH that could provide value given the situation. They're used in. Can't thank you enough for joining us here on the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can find the Daily Hammer, the, the Battery Power Podcast, as well as the podcast to be named later, all at batterypower.com and at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC on Twitter. And don't forget, you can find the show wherever it's free on all podcast platforms. Just hit that subscribe button and you'll get the latest content when it's available. Until next time, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week here on the Daily Hammer.